Welcome to Homeroom, the podcast presented by One Church Home, featuring different guests, hosts, and topics focused on building a solid foundation rooted in the Word of God. This podcast was created for those who desire to grow in the will and ways of Jesus. OCH believes in the God-ordained call for believers to commit to their local church. We ask that you would only consume these resources as supplemental and not as a replacement for your local church community. Let's jump into the conversation. Hey guys, welcome back to Homeroom, the podcast. I'm Lacey Feltz. I'm here with our sweet friend, Faith Eklund. Thank you so much for continuing to just talk on this topic of the heart of worship. I'm having so much fun with you, but I do want to kind of give some people a tricks of the trade insider look at what our day has been like. Nice. You may think that we've been continuously go, coming in here, recording, leaving for a day or two, coming back and recording another episode. No, no, no. And yes, we did change outfits, but we've been changing outfits in between. This is all just caught in one day. We ate some tacos before last episode. Like, it's been a fun day with you. It's been so fun. Um, so like, if you're listening, you now know the secret. You don't do a full season of podcasts in a month. You do them in a day. One day. So I want to point out, I did tell Faith that we will never see her shoes because we're sitting at a table for this season. And she brought with her a different change of shoes anyways because it's all about your shoe fashion, I, I guess. I mean, I'm a, I'm a sneaker geek. <laughs> I cannot lie. I have a problem. I might need help. It's really not for them. It's <laughs> no. for you because I told you they won't even see them. And you said, I need to do it anyway. No, it's for me. Yeah. It's just, it has to happen. <laughs> I change my shoes like three times a day Perfect. at home. So well, why would not do it here? They look really great. <laughs> I think we're going to show a couple shots of your shoes for the day. So thank you for doing that for yourself, but you also for us. You are no. welcome. <laughs> the secret's out. Sorry, guys. Um, I want to just kind of conclude this whole season. We have uh, one episode to kind of recap what we've all, you know, what we've been talking about so far. And it really is just coming down to, the whole thing you said in the first episode, which was like bringing your worship, come worshiping, don't come to worship, come worshiping. And that is born out of having a lifestyle of worship before you open the doors to your church and play that music and then get to sing. It happens on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way throughout your week. It happens in the parking lot while you're having a fight with your kids because they won't put their shoes on before church. It's happening all the time. So we're going to recap what that actually means, what the real importance of it is. But I know there's a different couple people probably watching right now. And so I have, I want to just ask you your advice for a couple different types of people. The first person that I believe probably could be watching today is someone who's a believer who loves God, loves the church, doing everything that they feel like their Christian walk with, you know, with God is like intended to do, but they're having a hard time worshiping, as in they're sitting in a church service and it's uncomfortable to sing out loud or to have that expression or, you know, they they aren't musical or maybe they're just shy or they don't want to sound bad when they're singing or maybe they just don't like the style of music. But outside of the church service, 
They have no problem being generous and serving others and taking care of a sick, um, you know, neighbor or family member. They're doing, you know, that lifestyle portion of the heart of worship is coming very naturally to them, but they feel uncomfortable when they're actually worshiping the Lord and with music, with song, with that praise, with thanksgiving. Like, what would you say to that type of person? Well, there's two—I mean, there's always two different kinds of serving to me. It's like there's the easy lane and there's the hard lane. And the easy one is our natural bend, right? Like, it's something that just comes natural. And so it just—it's like riding a bike. We could do it with our eyes shut. And then the other one, that there's some sacrifice to it. Like, it's going to take some hard work, some effort, some grunt work. And that might be kind of where that person is, where it's like, this isn't natural for me. Like, I've never really sung before or fill in the blank, whatever those those things are. Um, if it just doesn't come natural to you, then it's something we have to work at, something we have to work on. And the the Word tells us over 400 times, I think, in Scripture to sing or something about singing. And then like 50 times, it's commanded to us to sing. Like in Psalm 95, it says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. This is all Psalms. This, they're different Psalms. Psalm 34, 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Like it's not always an individual act. Like it's something we do together collectively. Psalm 96, 2 says, Sing to the Lord, bless His name. Psalm 96, 8, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Psalm 156 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Again, I say, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so this is not um, something we get to choose to do. If we are um, believers and we believe that the Word is what it says it is, then we look at the whole, the whole counsel of Scripture and say, well, this might not be easy to me, but it's something I have to do. And the Lord gave me a mouth. He gave me a voice, and He wants to hear my voice. Mm -hmm. And the Word also tells us that if we won't do it, the rocks will cry out. Mm -hmm. And so the more we learn about the character and nature of God, and the more we read His Word, the easier these things become. And it's so cool to do something together. And i that's one of the things I love so much about um, our time of singing together in a, in a worship service because we're looking or singing or um, meditating on the same lyric. And so it might mean something different to you than it means to me in the moment, but we're focusing on the same characteristics of God at that very point in time. And so I love the fact that we get to do that together. And it reminds me of um, kind of like a baseball game or a football game or any game that you go to when they start doing the chants or the waves or like whatever, um, take me out to the ball game song, whatever. Mm -hmm. We're doing it together and there's something that happens. It's like a unification that happens. We don't know these thousands of folks, but all of a sudden we feel like we're in this thing together. Mm -hmm. And so by one person leaving their voice out, that's not together. That's that's one less than together, right? Mm -hmm. And so, again, I would just say to that person, like, I know it's hard because there's things in my life that don't come easy, and I have to really work at it. But if it's a commandment of His Word, then I know I have to do it. And if I get to do it alongside of my brothers and sisters in Christ, like, there really is no other greater joy. And I promise when you enter in, I promise this, that you'll never look back and go, I wish I wouldn't have I, yeah, done that. Totally. Yeah, totally. It'll be like, I want to do this again. Like, this mm -hmm. was so great. God doesn't just want to hear the worship 
quote unquote leader on the platform's voice. He doesn't. He doesn't want to hear just me. He doesn't want to hear just you. He wants to hear every one of his Mm -hmm. kids. And every single one of us has a unique voice Mm -hmm. to give back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I just say, do it. You won't look back. Yeah, and churches have worship leaders, and it's for a reason. It's to lead lead the congregation into worship. If you're not being led, you're just watching a singer sing or a guitar player play. It's no longer a group activity or a worship service. It's a concert. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people look at worship or team people that are on a worship team and go like, you might be judgmental of someone's heart and be like, they just want to hear, you know, they just want people to hear them sing or they just think they're so talented. That's how they got on the team or whatever. But when they have a heart of worship and they're going, I'm serving here in this position and I want to help lead and create a space for people to come and worship. But then the congregation doesn't follow because of a lack of a heart of worship because they don't want to enter in because it's uncomfortable you've created the concert instead of the person who was actually like leading the worship service in the first place. So it really takes both sides to be like, hey, this is our collective expression of worship in our church as one. I feel it's so important. Totally. I mean, part of our job is to create an environment that's easily accessible to people that aren't musical, right? And Mm -hmm. so what I mean by that is, um, you know, I— you can, but I just shouldn't be doing this all the time, like doing these crazy riffs where, you know, somebody who can't, they can't follow that because they're not necessarily a singer or whatever. That's actually a distraction Mm -hmm. to the congregation because Mm -hmm. then it becomes a, you know, kind of like a watch me kind of a thing. Um, But if we create an environment where the melody is easily accessible, like you can, you can pick it out and we choose songs that are theologically sound and we're excellent in our craft because the word also tells us to be skillful, right? Like when David was called um, to play the lyre, you know, for Saul, like he wanted the skillful skillful musician to come and do that Mm because he needed to be calmed. Mm -hmm. He didn't call some rando (laughs) that just like learned how to play it like yesterday. So there does need to be a level of excellence um, coming, I think, from the platform because Mm -hmm. that's what the word calls us to do, to be skillful in our craft. Mm -hmm. But that's so that, the people that we're leading won't be distracted. Right. It won't be a, ooh, that was off. Ooh, that was a terrible chord. You yeah. know, like, of course, I'm going to hit those things for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as I'm working at my craft, that hopefully removes those distractions from those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, too, it's like we're, we also seem to judge by the outward appearance of someone's worship in a setting like that where, you know, if their arms are up in the air and they're going all nuts, that that means that they're actually worshiping. But there's some of us out there that just need to be intimate with the Lord in those moments and just posture our heart in an intimate, quiet setting, and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But there's a time where we all need to lift our voice and sing together as one body. That's right. Well, the other side of this, I guess, <laughs> two-sectioned question is, what about the people who can come in to the congregation and sing all the riffs with the yeah. singers, and they just are the very first ones to pull their hands up and to worship God and enter in, but when they walk outside of the church, they're too busy to help others. They're not really people, a, a people person, or they just, you know, they they have their own issues, too, too big of issues to worry about others around them, or 
you know, maybe they just see worship as that's my musical expression and I'm artistic and I'm creative. And that's just like how I get to like express my creative side. It really doesn't have a lot to do with maybe God even. Like, what do you say to that type of person that's like maybe lacking on the lifestyle of the heart of worship portion? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what it all boils down to is um, that our priorities are just misaligned. You know, like there there's nothing wrong with being, you know, an extrovert in like a singing worshipful moment. Like that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's how God created some of us for sure. Um, and so that's a beautiful expression of worship, but it's just not well-rounded because if if worship isn't just a song and it's our lifestyle, then we need to do the work over on the other side and ask the Lord um, to do a work in our heart because we're missing something. There's a piece missing um, because serving others is first and foremost always. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus came to serve, not to be served. So um, if we're not following that, then something's just misaligned. Yeah. Um, and we can do that often. Like we're going to worship something always. Like, doesn't matter what it is. Even non-believers are going to worship something. Mm-hmm. And so if we are only being if we're only able to like do that thing during the song service cuz that's where like my heart lives, um we're probably worshiping something else. That's right. And not what we think we're worshiping. Hmm. Well, I want to kind of give people like we said earlier something to put in their pocket and take home with them. I want to get down to why is it important? Why do you, um, as a as a believer, what is the real reason, if we could break it down, why is it so important to have a lifestyle of worship, to have a heart of worship? Yeah. Um, I think why it is most important is because we were created to worship God. That's the whole reason we are created. Um, and so if— if I don't do that and the rocks have to cry out on my behalf because I won't do it, then I've missed the mark. You know, I, I don't know, I don't know what all of that entails because we worship differently. You worship differently than I do. But as far as serving people and loving one another, um, that's the same thing. It's just we might do it a little a little bit differently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we were created to do that. So Isaiah 43, 7 says, Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. He made us for his glory. It was I who created them. So if he created me and I'm thankful for it, like I have to give it back. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I have to give to the Lord is my gift of worship. That's it. And that's my life. So... I think that's really important. Um, it's not just a piece of my life, I guess, right? It's like my I want it to be the entirety um, of my life. But I also know I have work to do. Like, I'm not perfect at this at all by any means. Um, there's areas in my life where I need the Lord to do a work in me. Um, and I want to, I want whatever I have to be pleasing to Him. I want the aroma, the fragrance of worship to just be so— Aromatic, is that the word? Yeah. Okay. I just want it to be so pleasing to the Lord always. I don't want it to just come out at certain times of the day or the week. Like I want it to be always a thing. Um, Psalm 105, 4 says, worship Him continually, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, again, not just a Sunday morning thing where I can check it off. It's not a religious like check mark. This Mm -hmm. is something that 
we need to be doing always. Psalm 113.3 says, praise him from sunrise to sunset. Like some might go, oh my gosh, like that's ridiculous. How can anybody do that? And if you thought it was just singing, that <laughs> yes. it, that would be impossible today. It would today. be so impossible. Yeah. But just knowing that like whatever I do, um, I'm doing it for the Father. Like I just, you don't even think about it anymore. It's just like it becomes like a natural piece of who you are because you want to be a reflection of Jesus. And um it's a it's a beautiful, easy thing to do. And sometimes you don't even realize anymore that you're worshiping in your lifestyle. But because you know him so intimately, it's just a natural byproduct of living. So it's not hard at all. Um, Psalm 34, one says, I will thank the Lord at all times. My mouth will always praise him. I, I just love that. I just think it's so good. But my mouth will always praise him. That means our mouth is like moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. so are we doing that? You know, are we doing that throughout the day? And then on Sundays together, are we doing that together? Mm-hmm. And maybe a portion of that is like the serving other people portion of that is how are we speaking to each other? Yes, totally. Are we, you know, saying ill things about people behind their back? Are we gossipers? Are we um, not kind when we're yeah. ordering our food? Like that's part of like caring for other totally. people is the way we like communicate with them and, like, I don't ascribe that scripture just to singing, even though it's talking about our mouths. The things that come out of our mouths should glorify God. Yeah. And that's how we take care of each other, too. For sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all of that all of that to say, it's like, I think, I think the nugget or the nutshell is just something that we've said kind of over and over again. And it, it's just that we need to be in a lifestyle of worship. It's not an event that we come worshiping, we don't come to worship. I mean, those are the things, if if people, if you don't get anything out of any of the things that we've said, um, it's just that. It's that if I, if I find myself coming to church on Sunday and I haven't been worshiping all week, of course that Sunday morning service is gonna feel a little awkward and weird, <laughs> right? Yeah, like that's, that's gonna take you a minute to even yeah. feel like you wanna get into it. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I feel like that's why many times some people will say, Oh, it took me till the third song to really get into it. Well, I would ask, what have you been doing all week up until this point? Mm. You know, that's just a a solid question. And that's me loving you well, um, because I don't want it to take the third song to get you there. Like from the downbeat, I want it to be like, yes and amen. We are in this together. Like, thank you, Lord. Like, this is so, so great to be together. Um, So, yeah, it's just a come worshiping always. I love it. Or just like, maybe not even advice, but just, you know, for the person who's going, hey, I want to bring my worship. I want to bring, I want to come worshiping. Or or the person who's going, hey, I want to dive in to worship. I want to feel comfortable coming in and laying down what I have. And, and adoring God and and honoring God and giving Him the glory, but I've been uncomfortable and I've been in my own way. Um, what is your like prayer for those people today? Like just stepping forward, what can what can we pray for them today, or how can they pray over themselves? Even, um, I would say in worship, you know, my prayer would be this. But in worship, we have to humble ourselves. We have to submit ourselves. We have to relinquish some kind of control, right? Because we're 
I'm a control person. So like, I just get this. Maybe this is just me, but we do have to relinquish something over to the Lord and it's control. And we adore him in this, right? So there's there's a bunch of stuff that goes into the, the heart of worship. And so my prayer would be that the Lord show these things to the individual. Show me how to be humble. Show me how to submit to you. Show me how to relinquish all of this stuff over to you so that in my heart, I can still worship you and still know that you're true and good and your word is alive and active. Um, and show me, Lord, how to adore you appropriately. Like, what does that look like? Um, that would be definitely my prayer for others. And also that they would understand that they too are a worship leader. Every single one of us yes. who say we're believers um, and we point to the Lord in some way, shape, or form, we are a worship leader. You do not have to be Lacey. You do not have to be anybody God. but themselves. That <laughs> <laughs> they just, you I know. totally agree with that. Yeah, it's like it, somebody's always watching you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of creepy for sure. It um, happens. But it just is. Somebody's mm-hmm. always watching and they want to see how you react, how you respond. And that might in turn bolster their faith and them go, gosh, like if she can walk through it, if he can walk through it that way. I think I'm going to give it a try too. And so you are a worship leader. Mm. And don't ever take that for granted because it's a great pleasure and it's a great honor to be able to do that for the kingdom. Yeah. Well, thank you, Faith, from one just person who just loves worship and love, you know, I've been a worship leader for a while. You've been a worship leader for a while too. I really respect everything that you bring to the table when it comes to just speaking on the heart of the uh, heart of worship to bringing your worship um, on Sunday mornings, to teaching people how to worship while you're worshiping. Like, I really look up to you, respect you, and I hope you listeners have learned something new today that you didn't know before. Um, And maybe go into your week worshiping now. That lifestyle of worship, I hope that it's— comes to you a little bit easier after this podcast, that it it comes to you um, with just a burdened heart to be like, hey, I should be worshiping night and day, day and night, and it should be look like I'm worshiping in my actions, in my words. And then when I'm actually in a worship service singing, I can enter in there too. I hope that you've learned something. Our podcast is all about bringing topics to light that you may have a conversation with a friend or family member over dinner one night and not really know the the answers to the questions that are brought forth about why you believe this or why you don't do this or that when it comes to a Christian lifestyle. We want to be able to look at the Bible and the truth and of God's Word and what it says about these certain topics. So although we've just touched on a little portion of worship and just the the smaller portion, which is the heart of worship, which is actually the start of it all. Honestly, it's like the sound, like that's where you want to start, right? Worship, we could talk about worship for years. I mean, it's going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. We are going to do some more episodes on the topic of worship, and we hope that you loved this, and we hope that you join us for the future episodes. We are so happy to be here. Thank you again, Faith. We hope you have a great day.